The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. I told you guys already that I had a concussion three years ago and that it made it much harder to deal with stress also. What it did is it brought about IBS symptoms, which is irritable bowel syndrome. A lot of people have this, by the way. A lot of people are not even aware that they have it. And the thing is that I've also had more anxiety and uh, even panic attacks in the past. I managed to overcome that by sorting out my bowel, my digestion issues by having a very strict diet. And um, I've just experienced quite some stress because of the high-paced life I live. The thing is that I normally never have issues with it. But it's just like these concerns that I have about my health when I don't feel so well, really focusing on what is it that causes it and stuff. Although I, you know, there's a reason because understanding it allows me to overcome it. But I've been doing so. I've been able to, you know, fix certain things by changing supplements that I take and such. But I always was lately running around with some stress-related issues that I couldn't really pinpoint. And I was like, well, what is it? What is causing me this anxiety coming out of nowhere? Even though I don't care about it, it just makes me, you know, less productive. So I've been doing a lot of research in irritable bowel syndrome, in all the symptoms I have sometimes when it comes down to like, for example, when I'm a little bit nausea or whatever, but every time... When I look into it, I always can put it back to anxiety. And I'm like, but how does that even work? Every time when I look at these symptoms, it always comes back to anxiety. But where does anxiety come from? So it comes from stress. But the stress, do I didn't have to drop my cortisol? Like, I never had issues with that. It was just a very hard puzzle for me to solve. But I managed to solve it yesterday night. And it's a big revelation for me because it allows me to be a lot more stable on a hormonal level. And basically what it is, is that what I had was a serotonin deficiency. And for people that don't know what serotonin is, serotonin is a neurotransmitter that regulates quite some things in your body. And when you have too little of serotonin, then you get anxiety, even depression. But depression is not something I have because depression needs also to go hand in hand with a lack of dopamine. And I'm going to go and talk about that in a few minutes. But what I first want to say is that Realizing that the problem was serotonin deficiency allowed me to sort it immediately. Because you can fix that, well, I can fix that with meditation or just allowing my body to be more focused on producing serotonin. And here is what is really insane. It is basically, I am an extremely cognitive focused person and basically my masculinity the right part of the hemisphere you have a left and a right hemisphere so my right hemisphere I'm a very right hemisphere oriented person and even though I have a lot of cognitive understanding of my emotions I'm extremely driven motivated dopamine oriented person to the point where it starts neglecting the production of my serotonin and I'm going to go a little bit further into that Because some people might already have heard of dopamine and serotonin, but serotonin is more connected to women, while dopamine is more connected to men. Like girls are more inclined to be affected by drops in serotonin, while men are more affected by drops in dopamine. 
And dropsin dopamine reduces the ability to have a will, to have purpose, meaning in your life. While a drop in serotonin drops your self-esteem, drops your self-love in a sense. So basically you have these two aspects while on the one hand women are more connected to serotonin because of the nourishing aspect that they fulfill in evolutionary biology. Men are more these analytical hunters that try to bring food on the table. And this synergy between the two allows us to be in balance. And um, what is very crazy is that, and I read about it yesterday, like the reason why you guys all are validation seekers is because validation seeking increases your dopamine. Also, when you talk about yourself and you show off, it increases your dopamine. And as a result, if you lack a lot of dopamine, you have this constant struggle to get meaning, to feel important or whatever, or basically feel uh, in any shape or form wanting to be validated by your environment. The thing is that when it comes down to me, I think when it comes down to masculinity, I will talk about cognitive masculinity, not so much muscle masculinity, like really cognitive. There is nobody that I know of that is more cognitive masculine than I am. And the reason why that is, is because the way it works, it's not like just I'm narcissistic in my head or something, creating a feedback loop. The way dopamine works is it needs a feedback loop. It needs to be rewarded. And the way it gets rewarded is when you get confronted with what you want being, get what you want, basically. And what has been very big boost in my life when it comes down to my dopamine is my excessive level of rhetoric which constantly fulfilled itself and my strong ability to achieve results with what I'm doing. I'm very, very successful at what I do. I can really, you know, pick up World of Warcraft, become the best player, pick up poker, make hundreds of thousands of dollars, make millions of dollars with crypto. I just succeed. And the reason why I succeed is because I have this strong analytical thinking where I just measure things in a very unbiased way. And the thing is that when people go through experience and through life, they constantly get dopamine drops because when they do stuff and it doesn't work out, they start doubting themselves. Dopamine drops go hand in hand with self-doubt. But the thing is with me, self-doubt is very hard to come by because I just win. And what is even crazier is if I do lose, I can even turn it into a dopamine increase because I see it as an opportunity to learn and get better. Of course, it requires activation energy, but that's the way I go about it. And that's why I am where I am, because I managed to even turn a loss into a win. And the reason why I'm explaining this is because it just explains why I'm so charismatic, why I'm so confident, because reality is on my side. I just win. I'm a winner. And the reason why I'm a winner is because I learn from my mistakes. I can embrace failure. I can embrace making mistakes. I can embrace losing and learn from it and take responsibility. And uh, the thing is that when it comes down to you guys, your audience, the reason why you guys like to watch me is because you guys on a hormonal level lack dopamine. And you know that following me or listening to me or whatever will achieve that more so than falling back on your own framework. And that is why when people come over here, a lot of people that come over here start becoming their own dopamine providers. I'm just talking on a hormonal level, of course, very biological, because they are just put in a situation where they have to do stuff. It works. They see they get better at coding. They see what they do is actually having an impact. And as a result, they get this feedback loop where they can increase dopamine themselves. Because the most powerful way and resource to get dopamine is from your own achievements. 
But since you lack confidence in yourself and your own capacities, you get it from others. And that's why you guys are validation seekers. You guys are actually dopamine seekers, more so than validation seekers, because others provide for a sense of meaning, purpose or whatever. But what I say is the most powerful way of getting your dopamine is not from the validation of others because it's meaningless, it's worthless, but it is from your own achievements, ability to do things. And doing so is way more easily achieved by having a cognitive framework where you do things very logical than one where you go about it impulsively. Although there's other ways to increase dopamine, working out, really working out your muscles, increase dopamine as well. And I want to say something about that because it's very interesting because when I work out muscles, I get headaches. And the reason why I get headaches is because my dopamine is so damn high. Like I constantly know what I want. I'm so all the time with my feet on the ground while when you're in my surroundings, you are intimidated. And the reason why is because you just see a person that really knows where he stands. And when reality is on his side, it's really hard. And that is also why even when I go and I talk to CEOs and stuff, they experience a level of like, where does this guy get all this dopamine basically from? How is he so damn sure about himself? And the reason why is, and I'm explaining to you guys, so you guys can achieve the same thing. But the most powerful way of achieving it is creating a feedback loop where reality keeps fueling it. And that is what is being in the flow. Being in the flow is just a state where reality is constantly creating a feedback loop for your dopamine and taking action allows you to, you know, keep it in the flow. But you need to be able to do something that is functional when you're just doing something, whatever, playing video games or whatever. It might work for a little while, but at a certain point, it just screws you over. And that is why aligning yourself with reality and being very honest is by far the most consistent dopamine provider you will ever come by. So now I'm talking a lot about dopamine and how my dopamine in my life has been very excessive. And the funny thing is, same with my father. It's quite crazy that at the end of the day, we're just merely biological machines. But what is also very fascinating is that I have had a lot of serotonin as well when I grew up. I had got a lot of love from my mother. But as years combined, I became more and more like basically even my serotonin activation in my brain had to make more and more room for my more cognitive part to the point where it started going at the cost of itself. And when I say of itself, it's of what I am. I try to be productive. I try to have an impact. And when anxiety or when stress starts making me less productive, then my dopamine-oriented lifestyle, where I'm just constantly cognitive, is really having its toll. But when I say that, it doesn't mean that I have to go more nourishing and self-love and all that stuff. What I just mean is that I have to give more room to produce serotonin in my body which I can achieve with very simple just when I eat rather than thinking about what I do, this, that, that, that. All the time is just giving myself more room to basically generate enough serotonin and create this nourishing vibe for myself when I say for myself, for what I am, without, you know, having to go at the cost of my uh, productivity. The opposite, it actually increases my productivity. And since I've been doing that yesterday, my anxiety went away, my stress went away. (laughs) Because I just realized, but it's serotonin, because I thought it was always about dropping my stress. And I focused and I meditated on dropping cortisol, but it didn't work because my anxiety was still there. And now it just all is going away because I realized that it's that combination. And what's very fascinating is that basically serotonin is completely connected with your digestive system. Like, man, I could go through the symptoms of low serotonin. It's like OCD, which I have in a certain way, not very severe, but I have mild OCD, definitely. Anxiety, 
panic attacks. Panic attacks, I managed to overcome them, but still, nausea, also having a hard time having a proper posture while sleeping, my cheeks having too much stress, all these things. And the reason why you have a lack of serotonin is, for example, because you lack sunlight, well, not sunlight, but just daylight. You also, as a result, you cannot so well sleep during the night. You more like want to sleep during the day. I have all these symptoms. And I do think that now that I'm aware of it, I can cognitively increase my serotonin, which then just creates a more consistent, balanced, hormonal, productive being. I want to say, though, that all these things that I say come very natural to me. But I know that when people are less dopamine, less cognitive oriented and are more serotonin beings, more left hemisphere, like, for example, Reese used to be like that. It took him a long time to become more dopamine oriented. And the problem with that is you just have less control. What I mean with that is I find the problem with serotonin. I can just meditate and fix it. But when you're more serotonin oriented human and you less have this cognitive dopamine fuel that keeps you going, you don't have the activation energy to take action and such. And now I much better understand why you guys are all potatoes because you guys are just lacking dopamine. And I know that when I talk about have a little inspirational speech, you guys can have a little pump in dopamine and really feel like, yeah, I can take the world. And then it falls back away again. The thing is, there is a way to keep fueling it. And the way you keep fueling it is by going into a flow. And that's what people achieve when they come over here. When people come over here, this initial activation of dopamine, if they can manage to stay in it, they just become more fulfilled, more stable. And then when they look at why they even had so much issues, they have a hard time even relating to it because they didn't understand why they were so potato. And that's the thing, like when you are a more serotonin oriented person, the best thing you can do is put yourself in an environment where things happen naturally, where dopamine is produced naturally. And that is best achieved when the environment increases your dopamine by not judging you, by accepting you for who you are, and by just creating a framework where you can just do what is right and keep yourself in the flow. Even if you don't fully know what to do, when you get a feedback from reality that it works, it starts fueling itself, and that's what starts also allowing you to think more cognitively, to think more rationally. You can also do exercises and stuff, but yeah, just like proper diet, health exercises, it's one thing. Taking action and staying in a flow is also very, very important. And that is what I started realizing. What is also very fascinating is that oxytocin, right? It's the love a connection hormone. What it does basically is it makes you try and find what you lack in your partner. And what is really crazy is what oxytocin does for men, which is more serotonin production, Oxytocin for a girl increases more dopamine because a man provides for the dopamine production for a part for a girl while a girl provides for the serotonin production for a guy. And as a result, you have this synergy where when a guy with all his cognitive powers is not aware of this serotonin need that is part of our biology, he can really be ripped apart when he's lonely. But the thing is, though, you can get out of this hole by understanding that you can get these things from yourself. And of course, we are social human beings and being able to interact with each other allows us to achieve a lot more and be a lot more fulfilled. But being able to provide for yourself to the extent that you are stable and you are not in dire need really allows you to be a lot more existentially in harmony with yourself, to put it that way. So yeah, that is what I started realizing. And it's amazing. It's just amazing that like what the click is, is merely reframing where you get your dopamine from. Most of you guys get your dopamine from validation, from what other people think, because that's what works. But man, logic 
or reality, understanding reality works so much better. Of course, when you are by yourself and you fall back on it, you can have this pump and this drive of doing all things rationally and it really works for a while. But the moment you start falling into pit holes or getting obstacles, your dopamine levels start dropping because you start doubting yourself because reality is not reaffirming what you're doing. And that is why, you know, being aware of these mechanics and also being in an environment like this is very powerful for you to grow as a person. That's what I wanted to say. Dopamine and serotonin are very, very important ingredients for you guys. Taking pills to initiate it or whatever, it's not so healthy, I would say. There's studies showing that's not the best thing to do. But what you can do, though, is you can be aware of it and you can work towards it in very simple steps like for dopamine, which is more the masculine hormone, which focuses on analytical thinking, purpose, meaning, taking action. Working out can help you get it. Eating healthy can help you get it. Same with serotonin. But also being in a state of flow, taking action, and being in an environment like this can be a greatly a benefit in that regards. Learning from your failures. Don't see your failure as something that creates doubt, even though that's your first gut reaction. But reframe it and see it as an opportunity to learn and grow from. And then from the serotonin perspective, how you can increase that is by just loving yourself, by experiencing that being alive is just enough, there's nothing wrong with you, and just allowing yourself to be alive. I mean, just being in the present, allow yourself to be nourished, but it's simple. Of course, it's easier said than done, but this is basically the approaches. And meditation, like dopamine meditation and serotonin meditation, can highly help you to increase these levels, although being in a state where you fuel it automatically through your action keeps it up naturally and doesn't require you to do so much these things. Although for me, I will definitely throughout the day be more aware of my serotonin. What is also fascinating about how serotonin works, most of it is produced in your digestive system, not in your brain. Only about 10%, well, I think around 10% is produced in your brain because it cannot cross the blood barrier. So the thing is, what the situation was with me, what is very, very fascinating is my serotonin levels were fine in my brain, but they were not fine in my body. And as a result, I had all these IBS attacks and stuff because there is a real strong connection between your digestion system and your mind, between body and mind. And what is really crazy is that your subconsciousness has literally a gateway, has really a, a pathway to your digestive system and you can really allow yourself to increase these hormones by focusing on it. Same with like in therapies, you have white blood cell therapies that they even use in medicine and stuff, even for cancer treatment where people focus on creating white blood cells. These things work. So there is a lot more control that you have over your body than you think and being able to be aware of these things and just trusting, being able to trust yourself that you will provide for your safety Distrust grows, of course, when things work, but I can tell you being in this environment and seeing that things work can greatly help you gain confidence and fall into this feedback loop. So yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I'll definitely keep you guys still in the loop with how things go, but I do really think this is a big deal for me at least because I've always been an extremely productive person and extremely high cognitive and it just went to the point where I just, the parts in my body that were responsible for serotonin were completely neglected. And that is so easy adjusted by just being aware of it. And it's quite a, a relief, I can tell you. Because I fixed my anxiety problems and my stress issues just last night by understanding this. 
it's the power of cognitive framework. You have people that are more masculine based on their physical, like working out and muscles, but intellectual masculinity is so much damn superior. You can be a warrior, but the tactical genius is the one that wins the battles. It's like, don't bring your muscles to a gunfight, you know, like it doesn't work. And uh, how do you create guns? With your mind. The mind has become a much bigger survival mechanism and a survival bringer than anything else. And it's because of our understanding, allowing us to predict the future and working towards that. But yeah, it's just a very, it's very nice to understand this finally. Like what it really does, right? What I'm just explaining here is uh, it brings peace to me. I'm so happy that I even had anxiety and stress. I'm so happy because I figured it out. And I know for people to end up coming over here, right? I understand that people that are more left hemisphere oriented, that they don't even feel so gravitating towards this place at all. And we live in a world where most people are left hemisphere. And let me tell you what else also. Left hemisphere is way more dependent. It is giving control to someone else. On the other hand, right hemisphere is more gaining control. And you might say, but people coming over there, do they not give up control? No. People that come over here don't give up control. They want to increase their control. And they just know that the way they go about it doesn't work. And it's also with the girls that came over, right? Every single girl that ended up coming over were girls that were more, that were surprisingly more on the cognitive range of personalities. It's so fascinating. Like more thought, more intellectual. So like the more intellectual, the more intelligent people end up coming over here because they know that what I'm saying makes all the sense and it can really enable them to have a lot more impact and grow a lot more. While more emotional people that are in this potato state, they just trapped inside their own loop to the point where it doesn't work and where they have to go through a paradigm shift where they realize, wait, the way I'm going about life is just not the way to go about it. I think when we are kids, what hormone is most dominating? Serotonin for sure. Dopamine becomes more and more, like when you grow up, it's more and more dopamine. When you're a child, you're much more nourishing. Although I also had quite some dopamine when I was younger, but it really depends on your environment as well. If you had a strong father figure, your dopamine levels are automatically more high. And when you had a strong mother figure, your serotonin levels are high. And that's what was the case with me. I was nourished really well when I was young. And my dopamine levels very quickly became very intellectually nourished by having talks with my brother and his friend that were eight years older. So even when I was seven, eight years old, I was already highly being shaped to be more cognitively wired. So that maybe explains why even though I have a low IQ, I'm extremely structured and analytical because I just got lucky to be nourished that way. That's all I wanted to say. Taking action is by far, like everybody that wants validation in the chat, right? You guys are dopamine seekers, but let me tell you something, bro. The most dopamine, you're going to get it from being in a state of flow where your actions create a feedback loop that works. And being in this environment will provide for that. You got to do your best though. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.